I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Cult Popshow podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post-credit scenes at the end of each episode, or even contribute to the discussion in the episode itself, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash Hello and welcome along to the Cult Popshire Podcast. I am your host, Richard, and I'm joined by my co-host, AJ. AJ, how are you? I'm alright, how are you? Terrible, oh. as always. Oh, good. So, Nothing AJ, what are we doing today? I Do you know what? I don't know. So, mm. you sent me a TikTok a while ago, and you were like... We should do this on the podcast. And I said, sure, without watching the TikTok. And then the, that last week you were like, we should do that thing from that TikTok. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how up to speed I am. <laughs> yeah. So the TikTok I sent you was one of these shows where it's like, you know, they improvise a musical throughout it. So I thought we could do that today. What? <laughs> no, you didn't. That's not easy. It was even like a Tom Scott thing, didn't you? No. So um, essentially I've written a bunch of, and this episode will be called like Richard's Riddles or something like that. Okay. And what Can I've done I, what is I've given Richard's you- Fiddle Riddle Diddle? <laughs> sure. So I've, I, I was, I had a lion this morning and I was just on my phone. I wrote a bunch of questions and then when I when I put them all together, there was there was exactly twenty. So I guess we'll do twenty. If not, cut Richard's this part out. Twenty and see how questions. Long it goes. Yeah. Or however. Yeah, long actually, it goes. yeah, because the kind of I'm going to give you a very vague question that's going to sound very open. I'm not expecting you to know the answer to these. There's some that you might know the answer to. You might be able to get straight away. But the idea is that I want you to do essentially a game of 20 questions back to me, asking me questions. And we could say, ask me only yes or no questions. And I'll give extra hints, uh, you know, as, as I see fit to speed the game up. But the idea is that you are going to ask enough questions that you'll be able to narrow down and get the answer it's not a test of your knowledge of these like obscure things it's a fun exercise to try and find the correct answer of things we're gonna i'm just gonna have to learn it as we go through it is that possible yeah Yeah. but so but so the 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 key is i don't want you to try think for a long time and get the answer straight off the bat there's no real scorekeeping to this uh it's a back and forth you want the information out of me. You have to do that by asking questions. Okay. So the first riddle is in 2012, one of the favorites in an Oscar category did not attend the event. Why? And I can ask any question here. Any question. 
What were the favourites? The yes or no questions, please. Oh, the yes or no questions. Oh, my God. 2012, um, was it um, um, an actor? No. Was it a director? Yes. Who directed things in 2012? This is going to be... Me, yeah. well, well, enjoy, yes. or you could try work out the category. Might not be best director. Was it VFX special effects? Best VFX? No, it was not. Was it best film? No. So the film wasn't nominated for best film. Film wasn't nominated for best picture. No. Was it for uh, best sound? No. Was it best director? No. Was it for best? Was it for any of the acting awards? No. Was it for any of the writing awards? No. Was it for an editing award? No. <laughs> was it for a cinematography award? No. It's an award where the director of the film, or well, director and producers of the film usually get the award. Isn't that best film? There's a couple of other ones as well. Uh, yeah. Animated no, film. you're getting closer. <laughs> animated short film? No. Short film? No. Documentary? Yes. Okay. So a documentary made in 2012, the director didn't show up for it. Yeah. Have I do I, a would, specific reason why? Would I know what this documentary is? Yes, I you might have seen it. I think you have seen it. Oh god, that that actually makes it harder for some reason. Is it <laughs> is it important for me to know what the documentary is? Um I you if you haven't seen it, you will be more than aware of the documentary and specifically the filmmaker behind it. Can I Google stuff? Um I'd rather you didn't, but I can't okay. stop you. So I can't Google 2012 documentaries. It would probably be. Um, I, I'm not sure if this was the 2012. Sorry, oh, actually, no, sorry, it was in 2011, I think. The film was, was the, in 2011. It must have been. I must have fucked up when I wrote this down. So I think the ceremony was 2011. The film was 2010. Is it, but when I read 2011, I must have. I don't even know what was nominated for Best Documentary in 2010. I was like four years old. <laughs> what? What? Uh, what's the reason why someone might not want to attend the awards? Uh, because there is some kind of injustice happening that they feel uh, means that they can protest it. Oh God, when is there not bloody injustices happening? <laughs> uh, that's not why. Uh, was it because they were sick? No. Was it because they died? No. Was it because there was no director for the film? Um, that's it's not that, but that's probably the closest answer. <laughs> Is it because <laughs> they didn't technically direct it? No, they did. So, what what's required of someone when they win? What's required of them? Yeah, when someone wins, what happens? They go up to the stage and collect the award. And why would someone not want to do that? Because they can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was there no? Was the award not held that no, year? No, that's a good, um, good guess, but no. Because that's what these kinds of answers are, aren't they? They're all mm. like, this innocuous statement, but the answer is because the innocuous statement isn't real. <laughs> Was the film directed by AI? Was the director an animal, perhaps a dog? And dogs can't... <laughs> there is actually in the rule There is actually says, a rule that says no. A dog uh, can't No, there awards. isn't. No, he wasn't. Uh, was the director too old? Nope. Was they too young? <laughs> no. Um, so the closest I've got is that the director doesn't exist. Y- yeah, kind of. Oh my God, this is episode. We're not going to get through <laughs> 20 of these. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so, so if someone has to go on stage and make a speech and it's... They can't speak. No. Okay. But they 
and that speech will be broadcast to around the entire world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why? 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 Maybe someone wouldn't want to be that. broadcast around the entire world because they were on the run. They'd done something illegal. Not necessarily. Uh, because they were a fugitive. Because they did not want their home country to know where they were. No. God, that's something such a documentary thing, though. Like a, a war documentary. Yeah. Um, this will probably... Well, this will sort of give away what I'm talking about. But the the reason they turned it down is because the Academy said they weren't allowed to accept their award in a mask. Ah, oh, were they from a, a country where it's custom to wear a mask? No. A mask? <laughs> Why would they be wearing a mask? Hmm. And if this was in 2022, I could tell mm. you. I could tell you. <laughs> Why would uh, they yeah, be I mean, wearing- they'd be pretty fucked up at the Academy, wouldn't we? And I'm not talking about like a surgical mask. I'm talking about a full face mask. Um, Was it like Slipknot or something? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Zombie, award-winning documentarian Rob Zombie. No. What does wearing a mask do? It covers your face. Yeah, and hides your... Identity. Oh, is it exit through the gift shop? It is exit through the gift shop. So Banksy was uh, told he couldn't attend in a mask. The Academy president said, if it wins and we have five guys come on stage in monkey masks, all claiming to be Banksy, what are we supposed to do? That sounds great. That sounds like good television, the Academy. It ended up not winning the award, so it didn't matter. Okay. Have you seen Exit Through the Gift Shop? I haven't. Ah, I really want to tell you what happens in the end because it's so funny. Oh, yeah, I I am keen to watch it. You haven't marked it as watched on Letterboxd, though, just checked. Uh, It was was a movie club film back when I did my movie club. Oh, wow. How did the film... Do you know what it's about? Do you know what Exit Through the Gift Shop's about? No, not at all. It's about a... So it's about, like, street art culture and one guy who's like, I could do that, and then he makes the most vapid, empty street art possible and he becomes rich and famous nice. <laughs> and it's basically the entire community being like this guy sucks <laughs> <laughs> um okay so how did the 1939 film code of the secret service save the life of the president uh it enlightened people to a um, <laughs> loophole in the system that they hadn't thought about uh no I, 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 I say save. I should say saved a president's life. Not the current. Not the standing president. At, it, not the standing president. Was the was a previous president? Was it a previous president? No. Oh, so it was a future president. Mm-hmm. Were they watching this what, film? F- future, but the, they were president between 1939 and now. I'm not. I'm not making an assumption about a future president. No, I know. Yeah, I get you. Um, w- were they in the cinema watching this film while their like house burnt down? Uh, no. Is that close? No. Okay. Um, did it? T- did the film? Does the film like have like a scene where someone performs CPR or something, and it taught them a life? So, did the film teach them a life saving skill? Um, I'm. So there's a, there's a second element to this, but I will give you the so someone the person who saved the president's life was inspired to get into the secret service after watching this film. Is that not just the answer then? There's a second <laughs> element to it. If you can guess who the president was, you might see why it's a fun little tie together. 
What's the film called? Code of the Secret Service. Was the president... Is, is this president... So I'm guessing who mm. the president was now. Yeah, well, once you guess who the president is, you might be able to guess the, the is this Has this person been president in my lifetime? No. Was it JFK? No. Was it Richard Later Nixon? Later no. than JFK. Wow, let me tell you where my president blank spot is, Richard. It's between 1962 and uh, probably 2004. <laughs> well, okay, it wasn't that. It wasn't that blind spot. Okay, is it George H. W. Bush? No. Was it Harry Truman? No. Was it? I don't know. That's the only presidents I know. Uh, there's one you definitely do know. Gerard Ford. (laughs) This is is me like pulling from the cobwebs of my brain to try and remember that. Um, Let me ask you this. Okay, future boy. Who's the president? Ah, Ronald Reagan. (laughs) The actor. And he was an actor. So the fine coincidence here is that he was in the film. He's in the film. And so what's he the called it he called it the worst film he's ever been in <laughs> um and it was made because warner brothers had been making all these films glorifying criminals and they were like oh we want to make one that glorifies law enforcement um and he yeah, reagan fucking hated it but it ended up his life was saved by someone who was inspired to get into the secret service after watching it right so there was like an assassination attempt yeah, on him um the guy that can't remember the guy's name but he uh, attempted assassination on Ronald Reagan to try and impress Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster, damn. Did yeah, because he was enamored with her performance in Taxi Driver. That's right. Where yeah. she was like fourteen or whatever. Okay, nice. Okay, AJ, can you tell me what do Jay Z's album The Blueprint, Nickelback's Silver Side Up, POD's Satellite, Ben Folds' Rock in the Suburbs, which came yes. up recently, uh, Slayer's God Hates Us All, and Mariah Carey's Glitter all have in common? Is it a lyrical thing? No. Uh, did they all come out the same year? Yes. Did they all come out on like 9-11? <laughs> they did. Is that That's the answer? answer? <laughs> yeah. So um, there's actually, there was merch released of um, Slayer's God Hates Us All, which mm. just said, God Hates Us All, 9-11-2001. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> True. Or yeah. at least America. So... Blood, Sweat, and Tears won the Grammy. They were banned. They won Hold the on. Grammy. Rock in the Suburbs came out on 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> well, album, they were right. The they were right. You know, they that. probably saw it from the suburbs. So mm. <laughs> it probably did rock the suburbs. <laughs> Imagine you've, you're so excited for Ben Folds' new song. <laughs> you're listening to it, and then you look up, and your skyline view <laughs> your of Your suburbs have been rocked. You're, yeah. And you look up, and you see the first plane hit, and it's like, rocking the suburbs, just like Michael Jackson did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's a band called Blood, Sweat, and Tears. And so at the tail end of the 60s, early 70s, they were like the hottest thing. Um, they, they actually won the Grammy for over the Beatles for Abbey Road. But how did they destroy their career in 1970? Um, uh, dodgy tweets. <laughs> but like, like via carrier pigeon. Did they uh, offend a religious community? Uh, not a religious community, but they um, did an offend eth- people. An ethnic community. Uh, no, I'm just going to actually double check the year of that quickly. Um, Oh, yeah, 1970. So not an ethnic community. So, like, they didn't say something racist. No. Uh, was it, a like, a particular um, profession or career? Uh, 
No, I... Well, so this happened in 1970, and you think about what was happening in the world at that time. The moon landing. Vietnam. No. They offended the moon. Yes, Vietnam. Vietnam. So they came out as pro one way or the other? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. So they... Um, they made the inexplicable decision for some reason to go on a state department sponsored tour um at at the at a time when distrust of the US government was at an all-time high mm. yeah so so the, these this like you know rock and roll band were now just like government propaganda and it yeah, just right. destroyed their career they've only, they've very recently made a documentary about um that that whole experience wow. so our good friend friend of the podcast Harrison Ford has has never won an Oscar, but he has accepted an award. How? In lieu of someone who couldn't make it? Yeah. And do you want to guess who? Jodie Foster. No. So it was in 2003. Um, I don't know. What, who was it for? What was it? Well, you got to guess. Oh, fuck. Uh, was it another An- actor? Another. Guess why someone wouldn't be at the ceremony. <laughs> yeah. Um... Was it a political reason why they went? Um, no, I wouldn't call it political. Did, was it's person, one of the reasons you guessed in the first round, in the first question. Were they dead? No. Were, did they not exist? No. Of the yeah, no. <laughs> Were they a fugitive? Yes. Harrison Ford accepted an award for a fugitive. Yeah. He for is the fugitive. The fugitive. <laughs> <laughs> is that part of the the joke? Uh, no, or did I just stumble onto that just, just there? That just should be that part of your question because they're all about <laughs> <these> like fun coincidences. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what Fugitives Award did he accept in 2003? I don't know. Um, who was a fugitive in 2003? Edward Snowden. <laughs> <laughs> no. He was nominated for an Oscar. Oh, was it Roman Polanski? Yes. No. So he, Harrison Ford was it, it, like it's not it's not like he came on the stage and said I'll accept this on his behalf. It was it's called it's referred to as Harrison Ford accepted on his behalf. He was presenting the award and did the uh, the Academy congratulates Roman Polanski and accepts the, you know, accept this award the award on his behalf. Wow. So it's not like he was necessarily complicit, but you watch the video and you know, Scorsese like leaps out of his chair and gives a standing ovation. What film was Polan- did Polanski win for? The, for? the Pianist. In 2003? Yeah. I thought The Pianist was earlier than that. <laughs> I don't know if you know about this, but Mark Wahlberg was originally cast in Donnie Darko. Uh, but what did he disagree? What, what's the director's name of Donnie Darko? Again? R. Kelly, <laughs> Richard yeah, Kelly. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, what did Mark Wahlberg and R. Kelly disagree about that led to Mark Wahlberg leaving the project? Well, something tells me it probably wasn't the treatment of women because I think Mark Wahlberg <laughs> would be fine with that. Um, he so something in the film he disagreed with. Um, yeah, there, there was something that. Yeah, that one of them disagreed with about what should be or shouldn't be in the film. Did Mark Wahlberg think that um, in such a so close to nine eleven, which he could have stopped if he had been there, it was <laughs> yeah. inappropriate to do a film about like a with a plane crash at the center of it? No. Did Mark Wahlberg think the character's name shouldn't have been Donnie Darko? Uh, no, that's not it. But Mark Wahlberg did have a suggestion about the character 
did Mark Wahlberg think Donnie Darko should be uh, queer? <laughs> this is Mark Wahlberg we're talking about. <laughs> did Mark Wahlberg think Donnie Darko should have been explicitly straight? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Did Mark Wahlberg think Donnie Darko should have been like a jock instead of like an emo? No. Did he think that there shouldn't have been swearing in the film? No. Did he think that um, there should be more sex in the film? <laughs> no. Did Mark Wahlberg... Mark, What would Mark Wahlberg think of Donnie Darko? Did he think that there shouldn't have been a rabbit? That's about the no. character, isn't it? This, this one, I, I don't know if there's any way that you could actually get this one, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to think of, if there's a way I can narrow it down without actually telling you. He just, thought... Just start saying the sentence and I'll interrupt if I think I have it. Um, Mark Wahlberg thought that the character of Donnie Darko should have a... Extra limb. No. Earring. No. Big dick. No. Small dick. No. He thought he should have had a lisp, an accent. That is correct. It's a lisp. Oh, really? <laughs> Mark Wolfgang left the project because he thought that Donnie Darko should have a lisp. What's a line from Donnie Darko we could do? <laughs> Why are you wearing that stupid rabbit suit? <laughs> Why don't you, you guys suck a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this one you might know already because we have covered on the podcast, but why did Jet Li turn down the role of Seraph in The Matrix? Uh, because I don't know this one. Sera- who's Seraph? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, because he didn't know who the character was? Because he wanted a more main role? No. Because the Kung Fu style in The Matrix was not his style of Kung Fu? Uh, it's getting closer. Because he thought he he wanted to um, have creative control over the choreography. You're getting very, very close. Because he didn't want to have creative, and they were like, you need to figure this no, out. No, I was reading a story about the choreographer for the fight scenes didn't want to do it, and so was like, fine i'll only do it if you get no input into it i get paid this much and i have four months to train with the actors before they start anything else um and they were just like okay <laughs> so, so, fuck okay um okay so he he didn't want to do it because uh the character doesn't fight on screen no uh, because he felt like he deserved the character should have been more featured. No, I, I, I'll give it to you for about the creative control over the fight scenes. Okay. Um, essentially, so the studio wanted to digitally record all of his moves and basically be able to own the rights to like his moves. Right. Oh, that's it. But that's his intellectual property. You can't just like. Well, I, I, I'm. I know that this is true of dance and you know what is fighting if not fast well, dancing fake fake fighting as well yeah but that uh you can't copyright a dance move right yeah huh. weirdly why did alice brady not from the brady bunch never receive an oscar statue for her winning performance in in old chicago when did old chicago come out uh, the film was called in old chicago it was 1930 it was in the 1930s. Let me get the, the exact year for you. Richard, you just answered a non-yes or no question. Cancelled. I've won. 
1938. Okay, did they had they not invented them yet? Uh that is part, partly a correct answer. Yes. Yeah. So um at the oh, time Oh, 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 oh. It, yep. was this the first year where you would win for a single film and not like your career over the last few years? No, that's a, that's a um that's a good guess. But so she won for supporting actress in 1938 and up until 1944 the supporting performances got a plaque, not a statuette. Right. Um, so that was my my fun little trick. But there is actually a reason she never got her statuette, uh, her plaque either. Right. Why did she never get her plaque? She died. Yeah. No. She lived. She didn't want no. it. They cancelled her. They didn't like her. No. She had, had tweets. Yeah. They ran out of plaques. <laughs> <laughs> um, why would you not get a plaque? I thought I'd got it already. No, that was very good. It's something that's come up a couple of times already. She was a fugitive. No. She'd done something illegal. No, she, but... She was protesting the Oscars. But what did what did um, Verma Polanski being a fugitive lead to? She, was, she accepted... The award was accepted by someone else, and then that person didn't yeah, give her who? the plaque. Who accepted it? Who ex- What is... That? There's like the third question you've asked in this one question. Yeah, no, but... Um, uh, yeah, who, who, who accepted it? The director, the the academy. No, no one knows. Some guy. <laughs> so some guy went on stage and said, "I accept this on Alice Brady's behalf." Uh, he stole it, and they they what? Never, they never found. I reckon it. I know. Uh, who they it gave was. her. They gave her a replacement, but of course, it was still not a statuette. So, um. <laughs> I reckon it was the Bill Clinton kid who, who the Bill Clinton Nazi kid who stormed the Game Awards the other month. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a time traveler. Yeah, just... yeah. So, are you familiar with One Night in Paris, AJ? No. Oh, the porn uh, movie. The uh, this the sex this tape. The sex tape. Um, yeah. What do you mean by fam- have I seen it or do I know what it is? Um, both. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it. I'm not trying yeah. to be too good for. I probably maybe I looked it up when I was like mm. I found out about that when I was like twelve, and I started mm. watching porn around that like dabbling in porn around that time so i'm sure on one lonely night in the past 15 years i've looked up (laughs) one night in paris but no images come to mind um well i what i am going to ask you is what is the first thing you see on screen in one night in paris what kind of question is this (laughs) where did you get these questions from some of them are things that I kind of vaguely knew, but I also Googled a bunch of things of like facts you didn't know or like creepiest behind the scenes facts and stuff right. like that. Is the first thing you see like, it's obviously like an unexpected or unique thing to see. That's right, yeah. Is it like a movie poster? No. Is it a person you would recognize who's not part of the sex tape? No, although I think um, they are watching, I believe, um, Chris Rock is on TV in the background. He's joked before about being in One Night in Paris. <laughs> um, is it an object? No. Is it a, a, a landmark, like a famous No, landmark? so it's, I'll, I will give you the clue that it is something added in post full frame. Is it a JPEG? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, it may, I'm looking at a still frame of it and I, I can't tell if it moves or not, but it this looks like fr- it probably this does. This freaking me out. This, well, this one spooks me for some reason. <laughs> is it scary uh i mean you know some people might find it scary is it like <laughs> it's, a cart- not, it's not it's not at all scary <laughs> is it a cartoon character no is it a famous logo Pff, i guess in a sense 
Is it to do with Paris Hilton? No. Who'd she have sex with in the video? Uh, that's a good question. Um, God. We don't uh, even Rick know. Sol- Rick Solomon. Rick so- Is it something to do with him? Uh, I don't believe so. Um, is it like, so it's, it's sort of a logo, but not enough that it's like, it's not like a Coca-Cola. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A logo. No, yeah. It's not like a brand logo, but it's something that represents something. Is it like a swastika? Uh, <laughs> It's like a swastika, but it's not a swastika. Is it a, a cross? Is it a religious no. symbol? No. A so when symbol. I say it's like a swastika, I'm, I'm yeah, not. You've gone down the wrong path. Yeah. So it's like a swastika because it's the shape of one. No. Because it's something. It's something people would wave around. Is it a white flag? No. Is it a flag? Well, it, it is a flag. Yes. Is it a like? When was the sex tape? Like 2005? 2004, yeah. So would it be like <laughs> like an Iraq flag or something crazy like that? Uh, no. An but American you're on, flag. You're on that track. It's an American flag with some text over top of it. Ah. Does it say God bless America? No, but you could... <laughs> Does it say God bless Paris? No. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to guess this. Uh, it's come up already. <laughs> it has? Yeah. Does it say Donnie Darko should have had a lisp? <laughs> Signed Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Um, Although, um, let's just say, if, if Mark Wahlberg had been there, One Night in Paris would have oh, been a little like differently. Oh, does it say like 9-11, never, never forget? <laughs> it says, in, in memory of 9-11-01, we will never forget. <laughs> in front of an American flag. insane. <laughs> so wow. That's the first thing you see when you go to watch... Um, one night in Paris, the sixth. That's tip. that's the creepiest question. So <laughs> there was there's something so creepy pasta urban legend vibe <laughs> yeah, about yeah, that yeah. one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, are you familiar with Harvey Stevens? Uh, no. He played Damien in The Omen, directed by the, Richard uh, Donner. The, the original one. Mm. How mm. did he land that role? He creeped out Richard Donner. Uh, it, it, it's to do with an interaction with Richard Donner, yes, but it, not necessarily. Richard Donner was his babysitter. No. Richard Donner was his godfather. No, it's um, you were closer with creeped him out. It's like a, it's a one-off interaction that they had. Um, he was in line behind him at a McDonald's. No. He a one-off interaction. Did he just audition? <laughs> yeah um, um no. a one-off interaction like and did he like stop him on the street and be like do you want to be in a movie I, I i think it was part of the casting process but he did something did specific. he eat or drink something weird as no. part of his like audition did he like perform some kind of creepy model? no he it's something he i'll say something he did to richard donner kissed him no hugged him no swore at him closer uh cursed him no attacked him verbally do you almost had it 
attacked him physically. Yes. Oh my god. What Specifically, happened? what did he do to him? What's kicked him in the nuts? Yes. Um, <laughs> so um, he got the role because he beat up the he beat up Richard Donner and repeatedly kicked him in the testicles. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, at Donner's request. <laughs> right. Okay. Interesting. So Richard Donner was like, "Kick me in the fucking nuts." Now this kid. was in line at a McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this one you might already know, uh, but which ironic injury did Brad Pitt suffer in 2004? His armpit. <laughs> no. That wouldn't be ironic, would it? It would be serendipitous. Mm. Um, which I ro- In 2004, Brad Pitt, ironic. What would be a man who has never wanted to get kicked in the nuts got kicked in the nuts? That would be ironic. <laughs> Uh no, I mean you could you could call it an ironic injury, or you could also call it a fitting right. injury. Um, did he choke on something? Because he's always eating in films. No. Did he join a fight club and get beat up? <laughs> no, it's it's specific to oh it, it, he the injury happened while he was playing the role that makes it ironic. In two thousand four, Mister mm. and Mrs Smith. No. 2004 Brad Pitt roles. Have I seen this movie? Um, maybe? Is it like Once Upon a Time in Mexico? No. He's not in that, is he? We've seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, don't, I don't remember what he was in in 2004. Mm. Friends? Was it that episode of Friends? Mm, and he lost a friend. Did he? Yeah. No. <laughs> Was he? Did his head get chopped off and put in a box? No. Ah, oh, fuck. I'm gonna need another hint. I don't know. I don't know where to uh, go. Do you want to know the the rest of the cast of the film? Yes. So it also stars Eric Banner, Orlando Bloom, Brian Cox, Sean Bean, Brendan Gleeson, Rose Byrne, Diane Kruger. I've never heard of this film. Um, <laughs> Orlando Bloom and what the hell was Orlando Bloom in before? Um, after same year as Return of the King, Elizabeth Town. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I've it was seen. Written I, by David I don't Benioff. think I've seen this film. I don't think I know what it is. It's, well, AJ, uh, it's, it's called the sore knee, and guess what his injury was. <laughs> uh, so well, you were try and work. You could try and work out the injury as well because that did would, he that would break his leg? Uh, you're in the right half of the body or like right Did he area break his foot was it my left foot was he no, in that but between the foot and the leg the knee like i said no lower than that the shin no lower than that the ankle part, troy, part of the ankle troy and hit, what, what happened he hurt his heel he he tore his achilles tendon while playing oh. achilles <laughs> That's crazy. Did he really? That's unreal. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> and who knew that, you know, almost 20 years later, there'd be a podcast discussing that very fact. Where one guy can't think of the movie Troy. <laughs> can't think of the movie Troy. Gave me the entire fucking cast. All right. Uh, so now I've got a couple of ones that are, um, these films are banned and I want the reason why okay. they're banned. So Shrek 2 was banned in Israel. Why? Because Fairy Godmother says bloody in it. No. Because it involves kissing a frog. 
No. A symbol of extreme disrespect in, would you say, <laughs> Israel? Yeah. Uh, is it like a there is a cultural depiction in it or something that could be interpreted as a cultural depiction that was offensive? No. It's, um, it's something that was... It doesn't appear in the English version of the film, I'll say that. Is it from the Far, Far Away Idol DVD special feature? No. Damn. It doesn't appear in the English version. So does someone say something that is offensive in the Israeli language? Um, could you just elaborate what you mean? Like, does someone say a word that, when translated to the Israeli language, is, like, an offensive thing to say? No. Does someone, like, use the Lord's name in vain? No. Well, I guess that's the, that's what that would be. I, it was banned because of something someone said, but it's not because the thing they said was offensive. Well, uh, it, it was offensive, but not to a large group. Oh, is it like there's like a weird sex move or something that's that's accidentally <laughs> no. like how that Chupa movie is just coming out, and Chupa means like dick sucker in Spanish. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, can you give me a hint? Well, this this one is like if you can get any vague part of it, I'll tell you the whole answer because it's it's like it's such a weird specific one. But um, it refers to a celebrity that's now dead. Uh no, but you're you're right in talking about referring to a celebrity. That's it refers to a, a celebrity who's like a controversial figure and or did that? It refers to a celebrity and that celebrity did something that upset the nation of Israel. No, so uh, I think you forgot that it's like. The, the the reason it's banned doesn't appear in the English language version of the film. That makes it so much harder. I've only seen the English language version of yeah. the film. But what... Um, oh, is there a, a needle drop in it that's offensive? No. no. Is there a... a do, do we establish it refers to a celebrity? Uh, yes. Is the... Um, the but the, the, the celebrity is not referred to in the English language version of the yeah, film. Yeah, so... Um, Doris, the ugly stepsister, I know, was played by different actors across the world. Is it something to do with no, her? That's a good guess, though. Um, is one of the characters in the Israeli version voiced by someone who they didn't want? No. But you, you finally said in the in, in the Israeli version, so I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you the answer. So, essentially, essentially, the Israeli voice cast in the process of um, translating the film. I uh, wanted to add this joke that was like going to be relevant to Israelis. So it was the joke mocked the voice of an Israeli singer, David Dior, whose wide vocal range was used as a euphemism for castration. Dior was none too happy with the gag and he sued the Israeli distributor who was forced to remove the film from theaters. Damn. Yeah. So they were never graced with the cinematic masterpiece that is Shrek 2. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Just because of a joke that they wanted that's not in the original. Wow. Uh, why was the Simpsons movie banned in Burma? Is it because of the um, the like Native Alaskan woman with the big boobs? <laughs> no. Uh, is it because their skin is yellow and that's like an offensive that is imagery? Correct. Yeah. So uh, Burma decided to ban the film because the colors yellow and red. Uh, they found the yellow skin to be too offensive for their nation's moviegoers. The reason's not very well explained, although it's possible they feared the colours would be incorporated by an anti-government rebel group. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, which boringly titled film is the most translated in history? John Carter. No, it's tra- this, this film was translated into over a thousand languages. Michael Clayton. <laughs> no. 
plane? No. Is it like a single word? Uh, it's known by two things, one of which is a single word. The other one is the that single word film. Uh, scary movie? No. What um not another teen what, movie? <laughs> what what's what do you think the subject matter of a film translated that much might be? Religious. What's the film called? Is it The Passion of the Christ? Nope. Is it The Ten Commandments? I don't expect you to have heard heard of this film, but it's known by a single word or the single the, word. The film. Bible. Nope. The God film. Nope. The Jesus film. Yeah, it's called The Jesus film. Uh, or just simply known as Jesus, made by a company called Campus Crusaders for Christ. And yeah, translated into over a thousand wow. languages. It's the Corbin Blue. <laughs> for those yeah. that don't know, Corbin Blue is the what's third high, third most translated Wikipedia page for some After reason. like Obama and Jesus. Mm. Jesus still number one. So I guess it's the, just the Jesus of yeah. Jesus movie Wikipedia. <laughs> so there's a film called Tiefland, T-I-E-F-L-A-N-D, and it has the holds the record for the longest production cycle, or it, it did until- um, Is this still a banned film? No, this, no so this isn't um, banned, but um, it was surpassed by The Thief and the Cobbler, um, and there apparently are, there are other ones with long production times, but what, uh, what caused this to have the longest production cycle? Did the director die? No. Did someone die? Uh- a lot of people died, yeah. A lot of people died. Yeah. There was there was a a mass death happened. Yeah. Was that the answer? Can you be more specific? The, was there like a flood and a bunch of extras died? No. Did a bunch of extras die? Uh, potentially, but... Was the cast old people and because it took so long, all the old people died before they could finish the film? No. Was it like a tragic mass death? Yeah. Did it all happen in one go? No, it was spread out. Was there like some kind? They were exposed to some kind of toxin that slowly killed them. Uh, I mean, people. Were, I, I will say the mass death caused the film's delay, but it wasn't directly related to. The when film. was this film made? Came out in 1954. Was there some kind of pandemic? No. Oh, the war. Yeah, World War Two. It was directed by Lainey Riefenstahl. Um, Who's that? She was one of Hitler's sort of main filmmakers. Ah, oh, so it's um, a Nazi made, film. Uh this was so it started before World War Two. Right. Then production was like halted due to World War Two and then it came out afterwards. Yeah, this what the, I remember we studied Laney Reifenstahl in um in at B school. And it's this thing where it's like one of the most prolific and accomplished accomplished female directors made for, for you know for, for decades made um primarily just nazi propaganda and it's like there's we watched this really really interesting documentary about her and it's like because there was a lot of like really groundbreaking cinematic techniques used in her films and it was this interview with her talking about them and she obviously has all this regret about the subject of her films, but is still so proud of the accomplishments of them. Mm. It's really interesting. Interesting. So, you know the film Armageddon? Mm-hmm. So, that is shown at NASA and as part of uh, managerial training. <laughs> uh, why are they shown Armageddon? Because it's about going to space. Yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> because it, I don't know, it shows you what to do if you need to 
get rid of an asteroid? Uh, no, kind of the opposite of that. <laughs> because it shows you what not to do. Yeah, so uh, the Armageddon, they, they're shown Armageddon and they have to spot as many errors as they can. Nice. And at nice. least 168 have been found. Wow, do you have any of them? No, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you're familiar with Phil Spector? Mark, I'm familiar with Mark Spector. <laughs> well, then it's, you know, good to bring him up. But uh, no, Phil Spector, uh, record producer slash murderer. And he... Okay. Has- I think from that information, I can tell you I'm not familiar with Phil <laughs> So he, he did a lot of um, producing of albums in the 60s, 70s sort of thing and had this famous wall of sound idea. Oh, I didn't realize he was dead. He died in 2021. But he... And when did he murder? In 2009, he was convicted for a murder in 2003. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, so he produced, like, the Beatles' Let It Be, but a lot of people consider his work on that to be bad. Okay. Um, Yeah, so there's a whole thing. But anyway, yeah, so his album, yeah, but considered one of the the great producers of all time. People loved him, and then he did that. But um, his album, A Christmas Gift For You, bombed despite being number uh, 142 on the Rolling Stones' greatest albums of all time. Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys said it was his favorite album of all time, and it appears on the 1001 albums to hear before you die, but it bombed upon release. Which album, sorry? Uh, it's called A Christmas Gift for You. By? Phil Spector. Well, it's, it's he produced it, but it's like a... Um, Compilation. various artists, I think. So why did it bomb? Did it not come out at Christmas? Uh, it came out at an appropriate time for a Christmas album. But uh, Did it get no marketing? Uh, no, it probably received marketing, yeah. Um, did no one buy it? Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, but that's There's what I mean. There's your answer. Bombing. There you go. I forgot. <laughs> um, what, yeah, what, caused, what made no one Is buy it? Is it because people were like, well, I should get this as a Christmas present, but if I get it as a Christmas present, then we're not going to listen to it after Christmas, are we? <laughs> no. I mean, Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You" is, is "All I Want for Christmas Is You" is famous because it, for um, it's one of the only tracks that uh has a like like seventy percent drop off the charts after Christmas. Mm. <laughs> so is is it something like that? No, it's it's it was released at a time I think people weren't feeling particularly Christmassy that year. Nine eleven. No, oh. earlier than that. What year? 1963 was the year. JFK. Joe. JFK assassination, yes. It came out on the same day JFK was shot. <laughs> <laughs> this one, there's another one you might know. But mm-hmm. at, at the Academy Museum in Los Angeles, there are they have like 20 individual cabinets for displaying Oscars, but they only have nine, 19 Oscars displayed. How come? Because the empty slot is there to represent someone who didn't... Uh, uh, the, it was there, it's there to represent the stolen Oscar from before, from the Brady Bunch no. lady. <laughs> no, but you're on the right track. Sorry, say again. These these Academy Awards are there. So the, yeah, they, they've got this display of like they're, they're sort of little display boxes in the wall, and they have, there's twenty of them, and there's nineteen Oscars in them. So why, why? is th- is it because they represent they they're like Oscars that have been awarded to famous people who have died and they're waiting for the last person to die. <laughs> Fuck, that would be dark. No, that's not it. Is it people who have donated the, their Oscar to the museum? Uh, so, yeah, the 19 are either ones that people have donated or if you want to sell your Oscar, this is like written into the contract of it, that if you want to sell your Oscar, you have to offer it to the Academy first for $1. So this is 
Oscars that the Academy. Some of them I think are on loan and they'll swap them out. But does um, it? So it's not important who the Oscars are to. It's not important who the nineteen are to. It's important to who the one the other one is, or the why there's an empty box. Uh, is it to represent that like you could win an Oscar one day? Is it? Is there like? No, but a I was slot, wondering if you were going to guess that. Is the the slot actually has a mirror behind it, and it's like no, this one's for though. you. <laughs> um, is it because it's easier to make 20 slots in the wall than 19? <laughs> no, I'll give it to you for being close enough about the stolen Oscar. So it's for, this is part of, you go to the Academy Museum and there's a lot of stuff. I, I went there when I was in the States and there's a lot of stuff around that's like, hey, we're so sorry about the racism for like 90 years. <laughs> and right. so. Yeah, they're still not fucking still doing it. All the <laughs> yeah. So the the missing one, because uh, they each have like a little plaque next to it explaining who it is and what it's for. Um, but there's a missing one and it is um, Hattie McDaniel um, Oscar for Gone with the Wind, who was the first African-American person to win an Oscar, but her trophy's lost. And um yeah, no one knows where it is. There's there's talk that it was like stolen and destroyed by racists, or it was. It's like- probably the same guy who stole the other lady's one. <laughs> it's yeah, the Bill so- Clinton kid. <laughs> so the Academy has been like, "Hey, look, we're sorry about all the racism. Um, here's just you know, we don't have our Oscar, but we do just want make to just put another Oscar in there. I reckon. Yeah, make a new one. Uh, so, are you familiar with the band Blue? That one love for the yeah. hip hop streets. One, yeah, love. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they were a British, uh, <laughs> British uh, boy band. Why did they never break into the US market? Because all their songs had were like laden with British uh, imagery and ideas, pro monarchy <laughs> propaganda. Yeah, all their songs no. are are about like um, going to like Marks and Spencers. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh why do they never break through because they they uh their debut album came out on 9 11 uh no but 9 11 is relevant to the story because they have a song called 9 11 <laughs> no 9 11 is relevant to the story hmm. how many questions are there 20 uh there's there's one more after this one we should have altogether. we should have done 21 questions so it could be called richard's 9 plus 11 movie quiz nine plus 11 does equal 20 aj oh uh, sick <laughs> that, is that why yeah uh why blue because blue were complicit in the terror attacks on september 11th 2000 not quite complicit but they were osama bin laden's favorite british boy band <laughs> no they said that they didn't care they they, they were offensive about it uh, yeah, I'll give, I'll give it to you for that. So one of the band members uh, went on the record shortly after 9-11 saying, this New York thing is being blown out of proportion and said, what about whales? They are ignoring animals that are more important. Animals need saving and that's more important. I love shortly after 9-11. <laughs> yeah. And also like being at the bbc be like hey can someone get um blues thought on this <laughs> yeah i also like when you said because of whales i was like right so he's gonna be saying like you know the the, 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 the nation of wales is yeah civil wars going on people are dying there every day that doesn't become global news but it's like no people are fucking whaling <laughs> <laughs> uh all right final question now uh, no particular reason i just didn't want I only reordered these so all the 911 questions weren't together and all the Oscar questions weren't together mm-hmm. but the 
there's a film named Shark, which was actually which was originally titled Kane, C A I N E. Why did they rename it? Because they didn't want to com- people to confuse it with Citizen Kane. No, because there's a shark in it. Uh, there is a shark in it. Um, and people and- are going to go see a movie called Kane. Yeah, I mean, it's weird that they would call it Kane, but um, they were they were trying to capitalize on something. Cocaine. So get, Cocaine no, by naming it Shark. Oh, did it come out it's around Jaws? No. Well, did it come out on, on Shark Week? No. Maybe it came out around Jaws. Yeah, I don't have the actual release date, but I mean, it, pre- presumably it's the kind of film that came out of the wake of Jaws, but there's something specific. Good, good. Uh, wordplay there, Richard. The wake of Jaws because mm, it's nice, yeah. a shark. Um, so it's not relevant when it came out then. No. So, uh, they they renamed it Shark because, um, they were trying to capitalize on a. How would it not be relevant? What time it came out then? What well, it's like? So I actually came in 1969. So, so it came out before Jaws. Yeah. yeah so Jaws like, came I, I, out in the wake of Shark. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I will say that it's like a... It doesn't matter like the year... Like, they were capitalizing on something specific, but this could have happened in any year. Was there a sh- it was actually Shark? Sorry, it was, it was re-released as Maneater in 1975 to cash in on the success of Jaws. When did Jaws come out? 75. Or 75. Yeah. What would you be capitalizing on? Was there like sharks in the news? Uh, yeah, you could tell that. Did someone get eaten by a shark? Yes. Was that the answer? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. So, a stuntman for this film was killed by a shark, and photos of the incident were the poster for this film. No! Oh my yeah. god, that's horrific. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yes, god. That's, that's fucked, eh? Wow. What a one to end on. <laughs> Yeah. So that was Richard's fun. 9 11 Oscars quiz. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Let I hope us know you guys you enjoyed did. this. I had fun putting it together. Let us know how you did and let mm. us know it, what, what you learned about. Um, feel free to play this in the Discord if you guys have any fun facts you want people to guess. Mm. And also. I can imagine how people, how frustrated people would get with me not knowing half these answers, especially the Troy one. I feel like I really, walk, <laughs> I really walk myself into that by being like, "What movie did Brad Pitt star with Orlando Bloomin in two thousand four? What the <laughs> hell is that?" And it's like famously Troy. Uh, so yeah, if you guys enjoyed this, you can hop in the Discord. Let us know how you think. There'll be a link to that in the show notes. You can also um, like us on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to support us financially, you can do so at Patreon.com/slash/CopPopShow, where you also get to contribute to the post-credit scene, which is coming at you right after this music ends. Richard, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for confusing me. Thank you for stumping me. There's no one I'd rather be stumped by than you. Thank you. Welcome along to the post credit scene. There's a segment at the end of each episode where if you donate $5 or more over at patreon.com slash Popsha, you get to give us something to talk about and this is the post credit scene. Richard, who's it from and what is it? This one comes to us from Joshua Cole who says, fuck, Mary, kill, Lightning McQueen, Herbie and Kit. <laughs> I'm killing Kit because I don't. I have no care for Knight Rider. Yeah. 
I am marrying Herbie because I think he's he'd be more he's more stable than Lightning McQueen. Mm. And I gotta I gotta get that guy to kachow on my shit. He kachow yeah, on my I, he kachow on my, my dick. fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's uh, another? He kachow on my dick till I um. Oh, I need another Lightning McQueen. He only says that one thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's probably the correct answer. Yeah. Um. I mean, maybe you'd want to... I mean, Kit's pretty sexy, especially like in the reboot. Kit's the sexiest car. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, actually, maybe I'd marry Herbie, kill Lightning, and fuck Kit. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>